Hey, Pepin. I almost died. Wait, what? You know, like, d dead. It's not how the opening- what? When you, when you die, it's not good, Meter. It's not good. Hey, oh my god, we need to talk. Welcome back. So glad you guys could join us. I am here once again with my best friend, Nathan Pepin. How's it going today, Pepin? Yo, yo, I'm doing well. It's an exciting, I don't know, day, Saturday, whatever day you're listening. It's a Monday, right? And I almost died. How are you doing, Meter? Nate, talk about what fucking happened, because that's an absurd statement to make. You're talking about real life? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, this is, this is a fun story here. So, uh, first thing I'll say is I have type 1 diabetes. I was not born with it. I got diagnosed later in life, but essentially I need insulin to survive. And also, if I take insulin and my blood sugar was way too low, uh, you know, I could die. So, about like 50 milligrams per deciliter, what is it? Something like that. You know, that that's not a good rating. 40 is really bad. You get to like 30. A lot of people just pass out and they don't like come out. It's like a diabetic coma, it's called. And you get to a certain point and you just die because your brain can't function without uh, blood glucose. But anyway, anyway, so story starts off. I was uh, getting ready for bed and like my blood sugar was like kind of high that day or that, that night rather. And it wasn't coming down. So, you know, I kind of do the calculation in my head. I'm like, okay, so I'll take this much uh, insulin. Uh, okay, cool. And so then I go to bed and uh, it's like I'm having these super vivid dreams while I'm sleeping. But the thing about these dreams, and it was super kind of odd because I have like abstract dreams, if that makes any sense. I mean, this isn't just like t that night, but sometimes like I have a dream, but the dream doesn't actually like I have visuals, but the visuals represent abstract things like you really like graphs, right? Or like uh, nodes. Did you just say, do you remember graphs? Yeah, graphs. <laughs> yeah, I remember graphs. Those yeah. were good days. Yeah, graphs. So for the audience, graphs are just like like a node chart or like you have like one thing and stems out and blah, blah, blah. So hey, why are you explaining what graphs are? Because the audience isn't here. They need to know and get here <laughs> with us. Just in case they've never experienced a good graph. <laughs> hey, go on. Anyway, in this dream, I was dreaming about like uh, sorting through tickets because a big part of my job right now is kind of dealing with tickets and kind of sorting them and kind of like, getting them worked and like doing new hire like stuff. Tickets at a, like tickets at a fair? Uh, tickets like, so like when you have like a technical issue or like a support issue, mm -hmm. you know, you create like a like, ticket and then that ticket goes to like the person who deals with it. So customer service, oh, like a re like a repair request or whatever. Right, right. Or if you go to like a deli and you get a ticket for like a you know your your place in line, I kind of like that essentially. And so, oh, okay, I was kind of like sorting through these tickets and going through the like the like new hire process to get like people provisioned, and then things were like different than usual. And so, fr from there, I started like kind of drifting through and kind of getting things situated and sorted and like none of it was really making sense because like 
in one part of the dream, I kind of go outside the graph. I'm still like in this kind of graph-like kind of uh, thing, going from like node to node. And then another part, like I was actually in this like, not, not quite a jungle, but it's like, imagine like a, uh, how do you say it? It's almost like a, like a, like a track field, right? With the little loop around. And then there's like a kind of a jungle, but it's on top of like a, like a terrace. And that, that's a little bit of an extreme sort of thing, but there was stuff happening there and there's important people on that track field. And I was trying to talk to them and determine who was needing work and who wasn't. And I started doing all the sorting, kind of going back and forth. And it was very, very confusing. And then eventually I kind of realized like the system was flawed and I could actually fix it by doing all these things. And that uh, I would have to get like, uh, put everything into P, uh, into the P category. And it's like, okay, so put everything in the P category. Doesn't that, that, that makes sense? P, okay. And so the dream kind of went on a little bit, but then I woke up, but I don't know if this makes any sense, but I had like no vision essentially. Like I could see, but I couldn't see. It's kind of like it was there, but my brain wasn't processing it. And like P, what does that mean? I need to put things in the P, P, P. And then from that, I concluded that I need to use the bathroom. So I go to the bathroom and I take a little pee and I'm just there just really confused because I'm still kind of in the dream like in, in part of my brain and it's like what what is what is happening what is going on and so from the bathroom I eventually go back to uh, my my room and I have like my phone right by the bed and I'm kind of looking at a couple things but I'm not I'm kind of seeing it but not really seeing it and I'm trying to think I was trying to do something. I was trying to put things into the P category. I was trying to get the P, but what what was that? So I started like just looking at things and just kind of like grabbing them and just going like, is this it? No, this it? What does P stand for? And so I kept on going on and on with this for about maybe, I don't even know how long it was. My sense of time was not very good. Uh, but I started thinking, what would it be? P pills, pills. Oh, oh, pills? Okay, pills. So then I just ended up like grabbing some uh, glucose tabs, which you need to kind of get your blood sugar up. It's pretty much like pure like sugar. And so I took some just because, you know, P must stand for pills, I guess. Uh, at first I thought it was phone, right? And then uh, then I started like uh, thinking a little bit, P, phone? Like, well done. So then I eventually took my, my uh, you know, blood glucose reading and I looked at it and said like, whoa, like, the way it reads out is low is it's so low it can't even read it that's just like the, the bottom like, like it's beyond readable and I'm like huh p for pills i should take more shouldn't i and so it's a slow process and I, eventually i started coming more back to my senses and it's just kind of like sitting on the floor for about like 20 30 minutes just kind of like slowly processing what was going on and eventually i kind of came to my senses i'm like wait a second I was just about dead right there. Like my brain was not functioning. Like it's like my vision started coming back. Like my visual processing, I'll say, cause like there was vision, but there wasn't really processing of what was going on. And it was like the freakiest thing out there because this, like from my sort of mind, the dream was trying to tell me something, but the, what the dream was trying to tell me was very vague and opaque. And I misinterpreted like three different times. Uh, well, I think the first time I, it was like pee, like as in, you know, go pee, which may have been true because I did pee a little bit, I guess. But but then it was really trying to get me to take like some glucose tabs, right, to, to get, you know, do that. But it was such a weird way of like maybe I'm over interpreting the dream, but 
I was fixated on that, like even like going back to my room. And I still thought I was in a dream, which is the other thing too, too, because I was still trying to sort through those papers and get this new hire situated. Mm. And yeah, yeah. And it, I think if I didn't happen to wake up there, good possibility I could have actually, you know, gone to like a diabetic coma or s- something to that effect. Maybe I would have been fine, but, but I mean, you know, it's fine, you know, air quotes. But yeah, that was almost really bad and super awkward and strange. Yeah, you were in the early parts of a coma. That's what it seems like. Like pre-coma. And it's, I've had one other experience with that as well. And it's the weirdest thing because like your thoughts aren't, your thoughts make no sense. Like, like you're, like you have this line of thinking, but your line of thinking is separate from reality or it's not even really a line of thinking. Like... It's almost like you're in a dream, a dream logic. And it's really kind of fucked up. Actually, this one time, this one time, uh, and this doesn't happen to me very often, so I'm, I'm usually very good about this shit here, so I want to make that clear. But, you know, I'm still new to this, so it happens occasionally for whatever reason. But uh, this this one day, or this one night, like, I uh, woke up all of a sudden, and I had, like, a big tub of peanut butter and, like, you know mouthful of peanut butter right and Uh, that's relatable i was just confused i was just like what and it i sat there for about like uh, 15 minutes or so just being like why what is going on like eventually i got the sense to check my blood sugar and i checked my blood sugar sure enough it's low and like i should dose so then you know i took some uh glucose tabs eventually my blood sugar starts coming up and like did did part of me like know i needed like something like to get my blood sugar up and it went out got something but i got the worst fucking thing possible not only that but it opened up a new jar of peanut butter not an old one like that's how we know it's not nate it's a whole other entity right there (laughs) so wait why is peanut butter the worst because peanut butter is not very full of carbs it's uh, high protein, high fat. I mean, not mm-hmm. high protein, but it's mostly high fat. And if you're going to use something to get up your blood sugar, you wouldn't use protein. Or Sorry, you wouldn't mm-hmm. use peanut butter. Peanut butter is not a very good... I mean, liquid anything, if it has some carbs in it, it will bring it up, you know. But the question is how fast. Like, you might have, like, a super complex carb that you eat, and that will bring up your blood sugar by a certain amount. But it's going to hit your system more over time. So it might bring you up by, say, uh, I don't know, let's say 50 points. But that will be over, say, the course of three hours. Whereas if you have something where it's like white rice, where white rice hit your sy- hits your system super fast or these glucose tabs, then you eat it. And then all of a sudden your blood sugar goes up that 50 points within like, say, 30 minutes. So mm-hmm. it's like a time kind of differential. And it, for peanut butter, it's not that good. And also it's mostly protein and fat. It's not like a whole lot of carbs. And you want carbs mm-hmm. for that sort of shit. Well, it's good that your unconscious mind is keeping you alive. I think so. I Peanut think... butter and pea. <laughs> yeah, the two peas. The two peas in life. <laughs> Peanut butter and pills. But it was super freaky. And I don't, like, I don't want to put this exactly. Like, my brain is very, it's like, a, it's got a big processor in it. 
And I don't think if I, because most of that time was me trying to parse out what was going on because I didn't understand the circumstance. And I don't think if I had those logical or kind of, you know, say deductive skills, you know, you know, as bad as they were at the time, because it should have been pretty obvious, you know, to anybody who was from an outside perspective, but from like your brain is not, doesn't have the fuel to function sort of perspective. I somehow was able to deduce it to what I needed to do. And maybe that was just kind of luck. But if I don't, I think if I didn't have that deductive capability, you know, even in that state, I would have, you know, not actually got myself dosed. I would have just been like dead on a stick. Well, I had my girlfriend there, but she probably would find me in the morning, to be honest. Or, uh, or like, if you weren't so damn stubborn in problem solving, like, you might have just been like, eh, I'll figure it out later and gone back to sleep. That that would have been a bad idea. <laughs> but yeah, there's the, the the doctor house in you. You're like, no, this problem needs to be solved before I do anything else in life. And just like house, pills was the answer. Yep, yep. See, that's who I was taking after there because I thought, mm -hmm. who can I be? House. I mean, you were you once are. house. Was I? Yep. Because you took. Was some, that? Uh, you got like some sort of surgery or something, and you got some like Vicodin, and then you started watching is that right no hold on i'm not sure if you started watching gut vicodin maybe it was that you started watching house like crazy and then you thought you became house kind of mentally this is like back in the college oh okay yeah yeah that was uh that was when i had mono i watched the entire series of house from episode one all the way through to the end um just like non-stop oh yeah i remember that now it was when I like didn't leave the basement because I was I had mono for however long. Yeah, it sucked. Yeah, I didn't almost. Well, I did kind of almost die there because mm -hmm. um it it made my throat swell at one point and it swole up so much that it was like touching my gag reflex and I was nonstop vomiting as it was swollen in on my uvula. So I was, it was like non, it was really bad. And if it had swollen any more, it would have cut off my air supply. I would have like suffocated. That would be like a terrible way to die. Brutal. Your throat swelling up from mono to the point where you throw up and suffocate to death. Yeah. I also, I've never heard of that. That makes sense. But like it got so big, it triggered <laughs> your cat reflex. That's crazy. Yeah. It was bad. I had to go to the doctor and get a shot in my ass steroids. Oh, yeah. Yeah, one thing about this whole kind of story is that dreams, I think, a lot of times can have some sort of, like, uh, uh, meaning to them. And I think that's kind of borne out with other people, too. But I remember, like, my mom, uh, she was, was it when I was little, or when we're, me and my brother were little, it's like uh, we had a night where uh, I guess she had this dream about, like, uh, the house burning down or something like that. And, you know, she woke up and she's like, oh, what is that? And then she had a dream about something else with like, uh, like something just melting. And she's like, okay, this is weird. So she got up and just started looking around just in case. And then she found that uh, something was left on the stove. And essentially a whole like fuck ton of plastic melted and the whole house was flooded with carbon monoxide. So wow. we all had to like, uh, you know, evacuate and everything like that. Uh, but that was kind of freaky too. But you know, that dream kind of told her, hey, like, there's something up. And it communicated that in like a weird sort of non-direct way, because that's how dreams 
operate. I think a lot of times dreams don't have the vocabulary to like communicate what you need. So they have to do it like more opaquely. But yeah, that that's another instance where it's like, like it told her what to do, but very vaguely. And thankfully she took that advice seriously. Well, she not the first time, but the second time she took it seriously. Yeah, that's fascinating. And dreams are always super, super interesting. Not the first time we've talked about them here on the show, but I think the first time we've talked about them in this way of like being communicative of like, real life things um, and like how to, to actually sometimes like it's important to pay super attention, especially if you like wake up and you feel like something's off based on your dream. That's a good thing to, to kind of look into. Mm, mm. Uh, have you ever had a dream that kind of pointed you in a certain direction like that? Mm, the top of my head, not like that. Um, you know, I've I've had the zombie dreams a million times, and I stopped having them. And then I had a couple recently, and when I woke up, I had come up with an entire idea of what to do in a D and D campaign because mm. I was like at a at a wall of. I had written all of this stuff up to this point. I knew where I wanted the story to go eventually, but I hadn't gotten there yet. And I hadn't like fleshed everything out. And it was almost time to start actually acting on needing to move forward. So I needed to really get in on flushing it out. When I woke up from the zombie thing, I'm like, I know exactly what's going to happen and it's mm. going to be fucking awesome. So in that way, I was able to take something that was on the back burner in my brain and make the dream and make that, towards a goal i had right right now was it like do you remember the dream at all that triggered that or was it just you woke up with knowledge um i don't i don't remember now i think at the time i remembered um because i usually try and like actively hold on to bits of it at first and i have a dream that is like rememberable mm -hmm. that i can at least try and look at it a little bit and see if there's anything i can take from it hmm Right, um, right, but it was it was much more like waking up with just waking up with knowledge. Hmm. Yeah, it's one thing I definitely think is supported by science too. That like your brain essentially is processing all its daily sort of uh, happenings and you know what you've been thinking about while you sleep, and a lot of that occurs there. Uh, I mean, most dreams you have apparently are like not anything fun like it's just you driving, or you like uh, you know typing on a keyboard or doing like normal daily functions. And your brain essentially is trying to practice those normal daily functions that kind of like just learn and get them cemented. Uh, where we kind of think about dreams more generally is like being like, uh, I don't know, flying on like a magic carpet through like uh, uh, Santa Maria uh, with uh, Jose Alvarez. And mm -hmm. it, it's like, those are kind of dreams we think more classically as dreams, but f especially a while ago, like uh, back when I was having more like way bad sleep issues, most of the dreams I was having was me being at work and those were fucking terror, terrible. Like it was just like, sometimes I still have those dreams. Like, like when I was uh, in the call center, for instance, it's like all my dreams started focusing around like dealing with customer issues and how to like help a customer or, you know, help a customer, but kind of just kind of deal with them and get them like not angry at me. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad I'm not having those dreams anymore, but yeah, th th those are, that's definitely an instance of like a very mundane dream, but telling you how to do your job, unfortunately. Oh, it's, it's advanced learning. Mm -hmm. Systems got you by the dreams, baby. Yeah. yeah. I definitely know I learn myself in my dreams. 
And I know that to be the case because, like, it, it's, like, I can pick up things pretty quickly, but it's, like, like, for instance, the first day of this new role I had at this, uh, at the company, it was a lot thrown at me all at once. And if anyone was, you know, like, the people who were there, like, they're like, oh, you're catching on. Oh, you're in kind of what you're doing and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, personally, I kind of felt, like, just really confused and kind of, like, didn't know what I was doing. Uh, but, you know, the day after, I'm like, okay, it kind of all makes sense because my brain all, finally got a chance to all process that information and make sense mm -hmm. of it, put it together. Yeah, uh, I feel like that's that has a lot to do with like sleep and letting everything kind of like rest. As uh, I've been, I've long been a proponent of you. You can learn so much, and if you sleep on it, it'll solidify it. So the next time you do it, it's easier. If you try and keep learning, 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 like nonstop for hours, it's going to be very, very difficult to end up processing all of that. Yeah, I think learning in short bursts is going to be way more effective. One this thing, for me. One kind of sad little thing is uh, a technique I use, and I use it a little bit less because it was pissing off uh, my girlfriend and other people. But it's like uh, you, you ask me a question, and I'll say, hmm, I'll think about it. I'll get back to you. And I get back to him in like a couple hours or something. But it's like, you, you know, like you can make a snap dis decision, and sometimes the snap decision you're making is what you think you might say to that kind of question, right? So it's kind of like a heuristic, mm -hmm. like a little shortcut. But, uh, a lot of times I'm not really sure what I think. Like, you know, let's say my girlfriend asked me, hey, do you want to come over for dinner on Saturday night with my parents? And I was like, let me think about that. And the answer is probably going to be yes. So like, you know, 90% of the time it's a yes. But I just like like to like have it processed in the back of my head. And then eventually I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. But she's like, why, can't, about, why can't you just tell me right now? What about the best of both worlds? Soft yes. Uh. Well, that's what I started doing. Like, probably yes, but let me think about it. It's brutal, man. I mean, I mean, she's she's at the point where I think she understands me more. Yeah. So I don't think it's as bad, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. But other people, they don't really relate to that. But I know that there's some famous minds out there that kind of did that kind of stuff. Like uh, Einstein was well known for like whenever he had like a a vexing problem or a decision to make, he would just take a, like a long walk. And then after the long walk, he would uh, make his decision or kind of have some sort of clarity on it. I mean, for me, it's like uh, when I've been I've been doing trying to practice some piano and learning mm -hmm. a couple of video game related songs. And I'll I play like twice a day for I'll do this do the little riff that I'm trying to learn three times. And then I'll just stop playing for a few hours and then I'll go back and do the riff again and then I'll be done for the day. The next day I'll be like way better because I just did a couple of tiny practice sessions and then let my brain just like rest on that. And that has been mm. very, very effective so far. Yeah. Yeah. And especially with that, if you're consistent with that, it's going to be way more effective than like one big dose of training. Like cause yeah. there's only so much you can do with one big dose of training. Right. Exactly. Like at first it was one big dose because it was like learning how to press the keys and like how to use different fingers and, and move around on the keyboard and stuff. But um, now that I understand the core concept, like remembering what keys to hit in what order and for how long and timing and stuff is something that I, I'm practicing slowly in short bursts over time. And that works well for me. Think of it like hit training, right? Oh yeah. Hit training, uh, high intensity interval training. 
otherwise known as KikoHit, an app that's no longer on the Play Store because, uh, yeah, they took it off. Put it back up. Uh, I'll do it eventually. Um, what about all those Kegel users who are hitting hitting away at their Kegels? Well, I guess their Kegels are going to be a little less strong, and that means if it's a guy wow. who's trying not to get a girl pregnant, well, guess what? you got a baby on the way. You're responsible for babies now, Nate. Way to go. I mean, All if, if I brought... All because you trap on the Google Play Store. If I brought seven babies into the world, those babies, when they get old... They should pay me for bringing them life. You know, I am. Does that mean you? Does that mean you got those seven girls pregnant by proxy? I I got you. So you have to pay child support by proxy. Well, no, no, no. The, the kids have to pay me support. Do you have a disclaimer on the app? Uh, I think I might need to do that. Uh, well, thankfully the app's not there now. But on the new version, the new version, it will have that disclaimer. <laughs> if I get, if you get somebody pregnant. I do not owe child support. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, when I had the disclaimer in there, it was like the general, like, I think I uh, found a general medical disclaimer, like, uh, this app is only for entertainment purposes and reports no health benefits, blah, 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 blah. This is not a, because you kind of need that in there just, just in case someone thinks they're smart and, you know, like one of those uh, legal trolls. Yeah. Oh, that's smart. Smart. Yeah. So Nate, you got seven girls pregnant and almost died. Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, and what a story. W- which one is better, uh, getting seven girls pregnant or almost dying? Um, I mean, one brings seven new lives into the world. One keeps one life in the world. Hmm. I see. So from a utilitarian point of view, you should impregnate as many people as you can. That way, actually, that's not true because what if bringing life into the world is actually a detriment? Yeah. Right? Because what if there's mm-hmm. too many people? So maybe each life actually has a negative value. Or what if they're really shitty people? Oh. So what I should really be is like a sperm collector. <laughs> Just like. <laughs> Mark your calendars, folks. The day Nate realized his calling in life is to be a sperm collector. <laughs> I think it's well, pronounced well, cum dumpster. That that's not what I was implying there. I was implying something whole else. <laughs> so essentially Essentially You know, after a guy comes in as girl, like you <laughs> know, you, you come and out. you collect a sperm and remove it out. That way uh-huh. you lessen the burden on the world. <laughs> Nate, we need to talk. <laughs> we're, we're not topping that. 